When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse. And for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate demons for this hell. Come on! There's rebellion in the wind. Everything I've said is true, it's real. Dinosaur blossoms? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. That damn lie, I, I saw them with my own eye! Did I accuse just drop sharply while I was away? We did it illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not insane! This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion! So yeah, it's good to finally sit down and uh, and chat with you, man. This is really yeah. cool. Everybody, meet Rafa Martinelli. <laughs> and yeah, uh, um, good to have you here, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And on my, my side, uh, I'm going to introduce you as well. So this is Andy Rouse from the Deep Share Podcast, as you can see on his beautiful background. Uh, and we, <laughs> I, I reached out to to Andy because I I've seen him on on Andreas Exertus show. Uh, I think it's Woo Wednesday is what it's called, or or maybe it's on the sync stuff. I'm but usually on Sync Tank, but I did yeah. appear on a Woo Wednesday recently, and and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the topic was crazy, so it was good stuff. Yeah, those are very <laughs> fun to fun to watch. Um, Andreas is a good uh, like moderator for those things with so much thought and so many people with interesting things to to share. Um, yeah, and so really, he does it really well. Yeah, uh, I I wanted to I reached out to to Andy because I think the the topics that he brings up uh, or his perspective is really interesting and I think my audience is going to be interested in that and I think uh, that we we're gonna resonate or we, we already kind of resonate we don't we don't, we haven't known each other for more than five to ten minutes and we're already like, gravy baby yeah <laughs> so um, absolutely man I, th- I thought your youtube page was fascinating i love uh, the interviews that you've been doing and a lot of familiar faces on there too which was really cool we clearly resonate with the same general-minded people you know yeah well thank you for saying that i find yours very interesting too the one that 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 closed the deal for me was you had freddie silva on i think it's one of the oh, recent yeah. episodes 
talking, I think it's, um, I, I remember if I, I mean, I forget, but I think it's about the Giants or about, they came from the North, I think it's the title. Yes. Uh, yeah. And the, the, the thing about gi Giants is uh, such a, such a, <laughs> a weird topic. I mean, I'm really interested recently, but it feels like on the one hand, it feels totally ridiculous and impossible. But then again, it's mm -hmm. like, hmm, there's something there. And uh, maybe you want to comment on that, but uh, you, before we started recording, you mentioned sure. something about your research and something that, that your research is taking you somewhere in particular. And I don't know, I'm, I'm curious maybe where, if you would like to, to talk a little bit about that. Oh man, it's, that's a rabbit hole in itself for sure. Um, I'm just, I'm digging into a lot of history and I'm, I'm, I, I come from a very psychedelic background. That's kind of how I got my initial taste of, Hey, things aren't as they appear to be right uh so that was a long time ago about 20 20 something years ago now but um throughout this whole time you know i've always had those lessons learned from psychedelics in mind while i dig through spirituality and history and symbolism and conspiracy theory all of it you know and one of those lessons is always is it as it appears and is it being presented in the way that is real, you know, and this question it's, it's endless in some ways, right. When we talk about the giant, like Freddie and I on that episode, we're, we're mainly talking about the reason why I love talking to Freddie is because he gets, you know, boots on the ground and talks to the, the native people wherever he goes. And he wants the stories that are orally handed down from generation to generation and, you know, juxtaposing that perspective with the the accepted version of history is a good way to kind of it's like uh, alchemy in a way. We're getting this third mixing at the top where we get to see like, OK, well, this is what all the stories are and this is what is written in all the textbooks handed out by the state. You know, this is the difference. And here's the similarities and stuff. So Freddie and I were talking about the of course, the very illusory, very um, mysterious uh, light beings and shiny ones or the elves, the giants, the the fairies, Anunnaki, right? Ancient aliens. We can go all over the world and call it something different. Um, and I had certain concepts in mind having him back on for that episode because I had gotten turned on to um, just a whole nother set of data about ancient history. Um, it always seems like the ancient history that's been like hidden or is finally coming out is never ever from European countries or Scandinavian countries. Now we figured all that out. That's all just recent. No, no big deal. And I started to find a lot of information about ancient people from those northern areas and freddie was one of my sources and i'm following his work and what he did was he showed me how the same serpents or snakes that were kicked out of ireland by saint patrick that wonderful little allegory about the druids are the same people that were called different things all the way back towards the middle east and the persian gulf so we're talking about the Tua de Danan in Ireland, these tall, white, blue-eyed, red-haired beings that are written in our folklore as mythical 
mysterious beings that aren't real, that are from some other realm, right? And we get a lot of our spiritual basis for looking into folklore and religion itself. We kind of confirm our ineffable experiences that we have on the other side, whatever you want to call it, with stories that have been written for hundreds of years, thousands of years. So the way we perceive it is all it's about for me. And that's why that question always comes back. Is it how it appears? And so I started digging into etymology and following the linguistics from place to place and the, and the cultural traditions and the symbolism. And yeah, I'm finding nothing but humans and I'm finding a whole lot of, we're like giving our, our kind of like uh, human potential and, and uh, heritage away to uh, fiction in a way. But that doesn't mean that our spiritual experiences aren't real. It's just that it feels as though, whether it's by some sort of collective ego or by some nefarious force, we don't really know yet. It's too deep. History is too fuzzy. But in some way or another, it's like the perception of all of this has been kind of uh, harnessed or corralled in a way. If that, it's a big top, it's a big topic to get into for sure. But that, that's kind of the general idea. And I get my, I get yelled at a lot. People thinking that I'm kind of like some sort of mundane normie who doesn't believe in anything mystical because I'm trying to say that a lot of history seems like it's been fictionalized. And I think that does have something to do with how we perceive our own spirituality too. So, yeah. Yeah. You're already firing on all cylinders. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I, I'm, I also like the, the deep shares, you know. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think, well, on the one hand, let me say, the, um, yeah, myself, I have the similar, probably similar psychedelic origins to my, to my awakening or to my uh, beginning to question the nature mm -hmm. of reality. Uh, But actually, if I go back even a little further in high school, when we started learning, I studied here, we, we separate in when we are like 16, 17, it separates into three branches. So you have the humanities, the um, biology, let's say, and the science. Mm -hmm. So from there, I, I did sciences and then I did engineering. Uh, on the on the following year you you choose mm -hmm. again within the the one you chose before there's a, a couple options and i chose engineering so i studied a lot of physics and there we started studying quantum physics before nice. i had ever heard anything about the the observer effect or or superposition or blah 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 etc all those weird things about quantum so yeah. i came there like absolutely fresh and they started teaching me all these things that inside me started to resonate i i was never uh i was never atheist but i was also not like a, a believer because the only like scope or the only reference i had for for religion was the the church and mm -hmm. and i i simply didn't resonate you know i understood right. i even envied people who had faith because i was like oh wow to to be able to have faith in something so impossible to to see or to you know that that was yeah. something cool for me but then in in physics studying quantum physics it started to to make sense to me that that wow what what i'm learning here about positive and negative charge and 
the thing coming here and appearing from out of nowhere, it like resonates with I, with the little that I know about religion. And I was mm. very mind blown by that. So then I started like digging a little bit deeper into metaphysics and more from a kind of what we could call woo-woo side today. Um, but like, how does reality uh, create itself or appear or happen, you know? Started mm. looking into that and eventually look, uh, found these things about uh, manifestation, reality creation, uh, uh, the feeling is the secret, those kind of things. Yeah, and it was a little bit too much for me, so I put it aside for some time and continued more on the, on the, on the esoteric thing of of going into metaphysics and and more like a, a mental kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can definitely resonate with that too, with like kind of putting some of that aside. Mm -hmm. uh, probably a decade ago. You know, total full blown tinfoil hack, conspiracy theorist, psychedelic psychonaut. Yeah, I went on that but, trip as well after two thousand one. <laughs> <laughs> but still, for some reason, even in that perspective that I was living in, I um, I didn't, I couldn't touch any of the magic stuff and the mm. metaphysics stuff. I found that to be like hippy dippy, and I'm like, nah, that stuff's all missing the point. And, psychedelics are about like grounding not ascending and like and i i've come to the realization it's kind of just both you know it's it's it, you have to ground first in order to ascend you know it's a little bit of both yeah that's true that's beautiful um, but you brought up um yeah definitely. quantum you, you know we're talking about quantum physics what's your take on the multiverse uh, i like to ask this of people yeah no no it's it's amazing um how can I put it into words, man? Uh, <laughs> one, it's like so it's an answer that would take me like a million years to to actually reach the end of my answer, but to to kind of uh, start looking at it, I think, or, or it's not just thought, you know. It's kind of so I've worked with and I work with the Akashic Records, and so mm. from from there. I mean, that's a whole other uh, rabbit hole. But from there, I've received stuff that that resonates true with me. So I, it's it's valid for me. And mm -hmm. I've understood that, for example, we think, uh, and, and I think this this idea is already kind of uh, resonating with, with, with people like ourselves. The idea of, you know, past lives, for example, being more like parallel lives, you know, so time instead of being a line is perhaps a point or a circle or an infinite regression and 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 I correct the number eight or whatever and you know we think about past lives and and I I've understood them as parallel lives so what I'm thinking there is okay at the same time one of my past lives is happening right now in a kind of parallel frame of the movie mm -hmm. So in a way that is happening in a parallel universe, you know, which in some in some fashion connects to the universe of my current life, maybe to, to put it some way, it connects in the sense that that parallel universe is the past of this one or something like that. Right. So it's parallel, but at the same time, it's it's there is a kind of line between them, you know, and that is happening in many I don't know, in many dimensions and directions and, and mm. ways. So multiverse, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I think it's, but at the same time, it's all just one universe that has that 
shape or that fractal form you know that pattern mm. that repeats all over everything you said my favorite word fractal yeah, yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like your take on that man i really do because a lot of times i find that i disagree with like not people that take it seriously but it seems like the word multiverse is just abused and thrown around all over the place and I think like Hollywood doesn't help because it kind of gives us this uh, very physical material like, yeah, you're going to just like jump into another dimension and you're going to physically you yourself. You get to hold on to this ego and this persona right now, but you get to jump into this entirely different timeline. I feel like that would melt your brain or melt consciousness if suddenly like, like, because who is this you that is this? that's in multiple places, right? I run into this a lot in my head because I constantly am fascinated by the law of one and the idea that it's all just one thing. And that gets, I mean, man, I find it in mythology. It's written about in certain ways like that. You know, when you, uh, as a psychedelic guy, you know, when you kind of read something from, from history or from a religion or something, and it, directly relates to like a feeling you got on the other side during a trip or something. It just, it sends tingles all over you. Like, Whoa, how did that wait? They've known this all along. How did this happen? You know? Yeah. And culturally for some years we went down this rabbit hole that, Oh yeah. Everything is because the ancients did psychedelics, but it's more <laughs> because this one thing is present in everything. And so it doesn't matter where you get, the the i don't know the the download yeah. yeah the gnosis yeah. yeah that's i love that you said that man because i've been kind of battling that too because it seems like that's the trend where uh again the heroes of hidden history out there are all kind of framing everything so perfectly we got the younger driest theory from randall carlson we got mm. you know uh certain lines of of uh dating and lines of thinking from like graham hancock and big names not that they're not doing very interesting work but yeah it's kind of like again we got this like corralling going on where it's like very a limited hangout almost you know it feels like that where suddenly whoever's on rogan is basically the new philosophy the that the <laughs> the subculture is going to take on like oh that guy was saying they found evidence of uh you know psychedelic oils or whatever in those old roman caves or whatever so now okay so religion is all just psychedelics got it and it's funny to me because I feel like I remember going through that false ideology coming out of psychedelics because mm -hmm. the, the religion connection made perfect sense right away. I was like, oh, my God, this is clearly from psychedelics. This all the religions that make so much sense. But then as I started to follow the psychedelic path and get into like Eastern meditation and Eastern mysticism in general, you know, I started to realize, oh, wait, we can just do this without any help. You know, the psychedelics aren't doing anything to our brains. They're literally just holding a door open. <laughs> like, hey, you guys have been locked in there this whole time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you mentioned the law of one, you know? I think the prison that we're locked in is the, this prison of duality, of thinking the self and the, um, and the world as two separate things. And yeah. I the, the trend that I see happening uh, perhaps slowly or perhaps at the at the at the correct pace is this thing of where we are kind of merging the um, 
<laughs> the third person perspective with the first person perspective. So the first person would be like when you, right now you're looking out of your eyes and sensing out of your, your human body. Mm -hmm. But then there's a part of us that is, to put it in, in a kind of metaphorical way, it's looking from like from above the, the character, you know, like in a game. And it yeah. has access to more information that is outside of the 3D world. So it's, it's, it's on the other side, like you say, you know, mm. and, and that self is both shared by all of us. So it would be in Eastern terms, Brahman, but at the same time, it kind of subdivides itself into different souls or different Atmans, right? Yeah. Uh, which, which would be, so maybe we have this first person perspective, looking out your eyes. The third person we could say is the, um, or maybe a, no, let's call it the third perspective. Yeah. The third person <laughs> is this Atman. And then there's something that is even larger than all of that or containing all of that, which which paradoxically is also nothing, you know? Dude, it's, I was just going to say <laughs> So that's why it's so funny. We try, we're trying to solve a whole bunch of mysteries that it feels like, on the one hand, they are real because they happen in this 3D world. But at the same yeah. time, they are created by the illusion that is this world, by the illusion of language. It's like, you know, you, you, you create a problem only because of the way you're thinking about something. And when mm -hmm. you change your perspective, you realize, oh, that wasn't a problem. That was actually one of my greatest gifts in life. But I was looking at it in a way that made it seem like a problem. And it's like we're doing that in the most complicated way, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like calling them math questions or, you know, instead of math problems. I yeah. heard that once <laughs> from someone. Yeah, it's just in your perspective. Yeah, because life because it, it feels like sometimes that reality itself is a question. You know, maybe not a problem. That's the perspective, but it's like a question like what if it almost feels like that because it because when we talk when you were saying how the further out you go and the bigger you get all of a sudden it's actually paradoxically nothing. It's it's like a pregnant void. It's almost like the expression. I'm so tired. I can't even sleep, you know, like, or I have so many things to do. I can't do anything. It's like everything is so everything that it's just nothing. <laughs> There's like, it's just an absolute paradox. And I think yeah. that's the point. I think we're here. We're like, I can't remember who it was, but someone kind of put it like, we're all like different realities flabbergasted into existence at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like we're all together going, Oh my God, we're here. Why? Who are we? I don't know. Oh my God. Uh, I guess let's just hold each other tight because what else is there to do? Right. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. And <laughs> everything, everything we're doing to, to solve those questions brings up new questions, which we think, Oh, now we have to solve. All of this, and again, fractally, it's opening and it's infinite. All and infinite. in the fractal. Uh, I think Terence McKenna gave this this idea of this analogy of lighting a fire in the darkness. You light the mm. fire, and it reveals more darkness. And then you light another fire, and it the only thing it reveals is that there is at the end of the of the light, let's say, of the yeah. of the reach of the light of the fire. There's even more darkness, and it's like that. We are lighting fires, thinking that we're going to reach a destination. Or a point where we say, "Oh, I have figured everything out," and and there is this impulse of like trying to figure everything out there, 
thinking that the only way or the only place to figure things out is out there. But like you were mentioning about Eastern mysticism, we start learning and, and quantum physics, we start learning that it's all happening in here, inside inside of us. I don't know how, how better, how else to, to put it. Or even like, let's go a step further and say that you real, you get to a point where you realize that the concepts of inside and outside are just another duality. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's the point I think I'm trying to, to, to get to. It's like, it's both things at the same time, you know, you have the first person perspective and the third person at the same time. Right. A kind of part of the trick is learning to, to synchronize those two and be able to access and live your life from either of those without attachment, you know, mm-hmm. which is not easy. <laughs> this is just like a kind right, of theoretical absolutely. framework I'm trying to, to express. But Hell yeah. not forgetting, you know, we, we keep forgetting because the 3D world becomes so overwhelming sometimes that we keep forgetting that there is something else. And whatever helps you remind yourself that there is something else that's absolutely precious and you should uh, enjoy it for, for as long as it lasts. And, you know, sometimes it's meditation, sometimes it's uh, watching a show on TV, you know, there's, there's shows on TV that mm-hmm. are kind of mind blowing recently, you know, and, and if it helps oh, yeah. you remember who you are, you know, which, which is not just the thing that you are aware of, you know, in, in, in waking life, but something else, you know, that thing that goes to sleep and wakes up the other day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and this person doesn't quite remember the eight or whatever hours, you know, but something is there while you're asleep. And at the same time, that something is nothing. And so it's that paradox, you know, that Buddhist <laughs> paradox of, of you are nothing, actually, but right, not something bad. You know, Alan Watts, uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you talk, sorry. But oh, Alan no Watts, worries. No, go ahead. Alan Watts, I remember he said, um, uh, the, the me- I don't know, something about the meaning of life. And his, his conclusion is that there is no meaning, you know, and we keep from our perspective, we think that there being no meaning is something bad, you know, but it's actually the fact that it has no meaning implies that you can make whatever meaning you want out of it because it's just free, do whatever you want. And if this is meaningful to you, go ahead and do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. (laughs) So the idea of free will fascinates me too, because at least in this physical context, you know, let's not say that the big bang was the beginning, but I do, it seems plausible that the universe is kind of like breathing in and out perhaps. So maybe there is a big crunch and another, you know, a cycle of in and out like that maybe, but, um, if that is the case, that at least our physical situation does seem to be like a theatrical play in a way where things are atoms down to down to tiny everything, every little atom, everything is playing out off of that that big movement outwards, that big breathing out or explosion, whatever you want to like picture it. And I just find that interesting because like we also have the problem with time and how it's not 
linear. It's also not even really a, I mean, people don't even really think it's a, it's the fourth dimension. That's just convenient for, for the way we do physics, even that time is most likely something that consciousness uses here in duality, like almost to hold everything together in a way, because without linear time, how do you, how do you characterize yourself? Who is this self without time? You know, I'm, I, you could take space away. I get that because you can keep thinking, but you're thinking in a linear fashion. I know you can jump to different memories, but you have a stream of thought that's moving in a forward direction that you would have to look back on, gather some of it up, at least a segment of it and go, yeah, this is who I am. I like these bands because I've been listening to these bands for a while. I think these things because I've been reading these books the past six months. To, you know, we put things together over time. You know, I am who I am now because of everything I've done up into this point. So I'm just curious. I'm just putting these little little nuggets out there to see kind of what your thoughts are on this, because I have these are conundrums that I come into because I hear all this. Uh, we came here for a purpose or a reason or to learn a lesson and all this or we came here intentionally and i wonder what lessons can we learn that we haven't already learned and what 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 experiences could we i don't know it's it seems like a paradox again what do you, <laughs> i'm gonna leave you with that and see what you come up with no it, it is a paradox that's the that's kind of one of the hard pills to swallow you know it's to keep remembering that this this thing that you are the way that i understand it or that i put it to myself is this third and first person you know it's like mm -hmm. you are living two lives at the same time in a way so and and one of the lives uh, keeps forgetting about the the larger one to put it in a way right and starts asking questions uh within the box and it's like oh how is this possible if if i live in a box but then you remember, oh, no, actually, I don't live in a box. This right. box is one, one experience that I'm having. And me, I am more that, that higher self than, than this one in the sense that that one is like it's the player and the, and the character in the game, you know? Mm -hmm. You can play many different characters and they are born, they live, they die. Then you play another character. And for the time that you're playing one character, you are both the player and that character. But then you yes. move to another one and you are still the player that doesn't change. And now you are a new character. And that keeps continually happening. And everything the character does is important to the character and to the player, but not, not in, a, in an absolute way. You know, it's important. Or a desperate way. It's important as far as it gives, like you say, something new to, to, the, to the higher self, I guess. So okay. like, and, but at the same time, it's so paradoxical because since everything in the, in the, in the character's world is illusory, like time and, and the different lifetimes, this, mm -hmm. this higher self already knows everything. There is nothing new that we are sending back to the, to the mothership. Right. But right. at the same time, we are because... From the perspective of the of the character, we are uh, mining for for information and sending it back. But when when it reaches 
it it was always already there because the game is being played within the self as well. You know, it's so complex to put Ooh, into words. I love it. No, dude, you just made me think of something because like yeah. during uh, like, you know, a lot of psychedelic trips that I've read about and my own as well, uh, you know, it's a return to who you are, right? So as above, so below, maybe whatever we call God is going through that same process. And this is his trip or it's true. I know. So that's the hard thing. I, I put, you put a persona on it and immediately it doesn't make any sense because there are no personas out there or in where is there? It's, it's okay not a there. To, it's a nothing. It's a potential. The, I think it's okay to use the tool of language and, and using these uh, personifications as yes. long as we don't forget that we are that thing also, you know, and right. that that thing isn't different or separate or, in a distance or away from us you know it's yeah those those things at the same time and and as i was speaking just before you also made me made me realize that we are the the character we are the player but we are also the what to call it the, the world in which the character is moving right right yeah that that uh foreground versus background thing right. again where your subject versus object such an interesting duality to play with yeah. man we've got we're, we're already at the bottom of the rabbit hole man this is crazy we're only we're only 40 minutes in we're already at the very bottom like wh what should we talk about now <laughs> well you know for me the most important thing after doing all this um we we could call it and, and i hope this <laughs> this word is okay with youtube mental masturbation <laughs> yeah. because in the end you know it's like okay why what is all of this information useful for in your life in 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 your in your third person uh human human being life mm -hmm. right because right. whether it's true or not or and whether it's an illusion or maya lila or whatever or not the the fact is that if you hit yourself you feel pain if you if you if somebody tells a joke you you feel uh, happiness and laughter uh it, at, at a, after a certain time, you need to go to the bathroom, you need to sleep, you need to, to connect with other people. So all of those things, despite, that's the paradox again, despite their illusory nature, they are at the same time true. You know, you have free will, Necessary. but at the same time, you don't because you, have, yeah. you, are, you are free to do something that as soon as you do it, it's it turns out you were always going to do it, but you do take make the decision to to do it, and and you feel the consequences of that, and you affect others around you. So, uh, <laughs> long story short, for me, the the most important thing about all of these ideas is to to bring it back to basics and say, mm -hmm. okay, what I know, kind of like Descartes, you know, the I think, therefore I am. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I like the way he put it particularly, but. I, I know that I'm here, that I'm real, that I'm feeling, that I that I am, you know, that I, that mm -hmm. there is this body here, which and this mind, etc., which feels stuff and and is interacting with the world. So how can I improve this or or polish this so as to live my my most ideal life and to have the 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 best influence to on myself and on those around me and on whoever I meet, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. smiling at a stranger in the street. You know, we live in cities with millions of people and 
barely ever do we say hi to anybody we cross in the street. You know, we might cross 150 people every day on the street and we look away or or if if they look at you, you're like, what the hell okay, does he looking yeah. at me? You know, but when you go to small towns, everybody's like, hey, hi, hi. You know, yeah, yeah. The, I the find more... it on uh I find it on the mountains too, man. I, I'm I'm a mountain climber. I love hiking and and I there's it's the friendliest place. It brings it out of me too. The most jaded person on the streets, I'm like the friendliest guy out in the mountains, you know. I think it's because we in those places with with less distractions, we have naturally more time for self-observation or whatever. Not to say that people in, in small towns are enlightened or all of them, or they might be like even further away than, than other people, but you have more time to, to be in connection with, with like your interactions with other and your, your, I don't know, your, your bubble, you know, your, your close yeah. bubble. And that is the, the bottom line for me. Uh, we get to the bottom of this rabbit hole, like you were saying, and yeah, what yeah. do we find there? It's like, okay, now when you go out on the street, how are you going to treat people? How are you going to respond to the way others treat you? Okay, yeah, you're God and you're everything and you're nothing. But then you you snap at people or or you are uh, very, very sad when, when sad things happen. How do we learn to like balance those things and live a, a kind of peaceful life, mm -hmm. uh, a, more, a more serene and harmonious life, while at the same time exploring all these things that that uh, awaken curiosity in our minds because there's nothing wrong with with going down rabbit holes as long as right. you keep the bottom line in mind which is is it helping you live a, a better life a more a more uh, aligned uh, life aligned with i don't know there, there's some basic values that we all kind of know intuitively you know yeah not hurting others uh, trying to to be helpful and 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 have fun and you know, it's, Absolutely. it's not that complicated the service, the service. Yeah. The community yeah. and the service, especially it's back to that. Like we're here. What do we do? Mm -hmm. Hold tight because you know, what's what better. I mean, that's, I think that's why, you know, we say love is all and everything because in this flabbergasted moment that we're all experiencing together, I mean, you, consciousness just comes to the realization that like you have to be like, you know, in unity, because what else are you going to do for this one moment that's that's here? You know, is this beautiful, beautiful thing that we're experiencing? You know, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, and <laughs> but um, this oneness we're talking about, this yeah. back to basics. You know, the third person versus first person. You know, it's interesting to 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 think that like our version of um, mysticism because we're so generally speaking unguided we can just fall into so many different like we were talking like rabbit holes and i guess to bring it back to the beginning that's this is kind of why or the main reason why i'm so interested in our history yeah. and kind of untangling those weird lines because if what i'm suggesting about history is true it it only leads closer to what you and i are talking about this oneness and if each and every one of us has this inner child this ego this shell that we create to protect us and you know kind of keep us in this lower state sometimes perhaps humanity has that as well you know everything is fractal right so 
all of us together, like I was saying before, it's almost like God has an ego <laughs> where it's like we have this side of us that comes into physical reality in the form of control and power and greed and violence and uh, narcissism. All these things are kind of like the product of the ego desperately trying to hold on to something, you know, I mean, the fear of death, right? If everyone on the planet knew or had the perspective, at least from you, me, and a number of other people we know on what life and death really is, you know, our entire civilization would be wildly different, you know? Yeah. Not to say that, that we don't fear death. I mean, I'm not going to talk for you, but. Of course I mean... not. No, I do too. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's like when, when you fear death in a certain way, it's like, you you there is a part of the connection to to your higher self that that isn't present at at that moment i guess because if mm. if you remember that knew all the time that you are infinite and immortal why would you worry about death i mean i know i'm immortal there's no fear of death but if if there is fear and maybe it it will always be there you know it's like yeah. at the same time how would a a limited being not be afraid of death if it knows it's going to die. But it's like the paradox again, you can be afraid of death. And I guess, and not at the same time, because a part of you will always protect you. Like if there's danger, even if, uh, if, if you don't know there's danger in, in some way, you will like try to cover yourself or, or, or intuition will pop up or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, uh, this, this other part of you doesn't fear death, but it, it will protect the body, you know, because right. the, 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 the purpose of the body was to, to be here until it's not here, you know? So mm -hmm. it, it, there will be, uh, it's okay to be afraid of death. It's, it's kind of what I guess I, I'm trying to say. And, and there's, there's yeah, something natural, else, but I'm, I'm not catching whatever else was there. Well, let's take it to like what we were talking about before. It's just the way we perceive it, right? Is it a question or is it a problem? Um, you know, death can be something to, you know, the, the fear of death can be something to look at negatively. Or we can say that this particular fear is so personal and so deep it's kind of everything. It could very well be the essence of you know, just like humanity's general trauma, just the knowledge that we have to let go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, it, what, I mean, I guess let's tie it into like 
how we claim or we think uh, in antiquity there might have been a part of our civilization that was kind of at peace in a way or advanced spiritually to the point where they understood they kind of lived through allegory and that's where they use symbols they understood the self-similarity of all things and all that whereas we are so far removed from that mentality it's so hard to place ourselves into that third person view you know what i mean it's not a normal thing for us to be uh an adept and you know initiated into anything like like these things it's so random but it is seemingly becoming more and more prominent around the world it seems but um i yeah, think I so yeah <laughs> uh, so let me let me round up something that i i kind of remembered which sure. is and at the same time this this thing about death or whatever else it's also okay that for example let's say okay yeah fear of death uh may always be there in the body or in the mind but mm -hmm. at the same time your relationship to that fear might evolve with time you know and one day it might be that or let's say an enlightened person we could say uh from when when they are in this <laughs> i don't know how to put it but in the um, let's say okay so for example maybe the buddha was afraid of death and at the same time he wasn't you know because when he's standing from from the self there is nothing to fear but when you're standing from the person whatever baggage or whatever it's not just baggage but whatever qualities are with the person they will be there anyways you know and i wanted to recommend a book to you yeah because i i i think you're gonna love it uh, it talks a lot about uh, these ideas of of the the mystic side the mystic interpretation of life and uh, you've talked a lot about the symbolic language and talking in allegory and, and all those kinds of things so mm. i don't know if you can read it if it's uh, merchants of light yeah. who wrote this this is written by betty betty j kovacs she's amazing okay. i'm gonna have her on the show in very soon uh, i've had nice. her she's been twice already but we're gonna do a, a series exploring all her book because it's it's a magnificent book you should look look it up and and see the the contents i think you're gonna love it um Definitely. but i mean everybody has so much already on the reading list that <laughs> you, you'll see i keep if adding it, them i yeah, keep adding them on you'll see if it if it calls to you but yeah <laughs> i'll get is, them to them eventually you know <laughs> this has been my, my favorite book of all time and, oh wow that's yeah, awesome i'm really yeah, loving it, check it out. and excited that that you know that we have the possibility of of having all these, like I call them the elders, you know, even though in, in our society and even, even those of us who are like-minded, even though we haven't been able to, to get formal, let's say, initiations or coming-of-age ceremonies that have existed for so long and do exist in other cultures, and that is part of the... The what do we call this? The the neurosis of of our of our civilization or or of our society today is yeah yeah these these moments that should be marked on the subconscious mind more more strongly you know in order to like know that you've taken a, another step we don't have those right. things and but anyways what we do have is these elders you know people like you and I who who have been like you and I for longer than we. And we are, 
I guess thanks to them and the people before them and to ourselves, we are kind of slowly building this this renaissance, you know. And she talks a lot about there's been different renaissances of a particular mystic tradition, which is more. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to get into the specifics because I'm, I'm gonna screw up the the <laughs> the actual thing. Uh, but there's this mystic tradition that, in a way, we all share because it's connected to to how we developed as a species. You know, it's like mm -hmm. the mystic stuff that came out of us naturally. You know, and it's connected right. with the with the with the um, the symbolic language that you were speaking. You know, one of the things, the most interesting things that I read here, that stuck with me is how first we develop symbolic language, and then from the symbolic language comes the rational language, and we've kind of and that's the feminine and the masculine, and we've right, lost absolutely. ourselves in this masculine, and that's everything we're seeing today in society is connected to how we have repressed. The feminine, which is the subconscious, the psychedelic, the other side, the, right. the oneness, etc. And that's where we are going. You know, the, the renaissances are bringing back those, those understandings and those gnosis. And well, it's an, an awesome book. And I don't know if, if you want to comment I, on that. It sounds amazing already, especially the, the, symbol, the symbolic language and everything. Uh, it's really cool. The, the, some of the research I'm digging into is, is like about the symbolic languages and the old alphabets and how originally um the sounds that the the symbols made and the even the shape of the of the symbols um respond to how they're spoken orally it's all fractally connected um i'm putting together like a little bit of a very woo woo hypothesis about it as well where like some of the threads i'm looking into kind of some of our oldest weirdest stories kind of allude to this um these metaphors of our our marriage with the animal kingdom basically and, sh and like kind of showing us how we came right up out of nature and i i honed in on the idea that like early man would follow animals to know what to do like herds of animals know where the food is going to be. They know when the bad weather is happening. They know when the seasons are changing and whether we were following them. I mean, this is how anthropology is written at least is that we were just following them to see what to do. Or perhaps we also were going their directions because we like them have this innate understanding of how everything works on like a biological level, even and it seems like the conscious side and the biologic side are kind of interwoven there. And it's like, it's just in our blood. It's in our consciousness. We innately know how things work, I guess. I don't know. It, it feels that way. I think that's true, you know, and maybe what the anthropologists are saying is like, after a certain period, we developed or, or got lost in the, in the rational uh, language and forgot, yes. you know, that natural yeah, thing uh, because yeah our bodies are animals we keep that's another one that we keep forgetting you know our bodies are whether we want to say it's a, a kind of ape or monkey or whatever or not or whatever okay. extraterrestrial whatever it is it's a it's an animal basically it's a right flesh and blood animal that has instincts etc though they're kind of um what do we call this uh latent or or kind of asleep or underused right but right. 
but probably we we were like you were saying in 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 this in this oneness with nature in this connection i'm not trying to to fantasize it or or no. but we were probably in in whatever way animals to this day are in connection to nature i think we we shared that to a point you know we had probably a different expression of it as every animal perhaps does but then yeah. i guess something happened that is probably connected with this development of this other part of our of our awareness of our consciousness the, the we could call this the, the rational language, language. and yeah. i don't know why that got apparently out of hand or the whole point of that development was to get out of hand so that it could be merged back you know like again the 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 splitting to to return the the big bang and the big crunch i don't know uh, yeah we, prodigal son returns man we, and it's, we keep it's, projecting our opinion onto onto things in nature that have no meaning like alex uh, like alan watts was saying right it's like oh yeah. yeah no it's horrible the way society is going and the artificial intelligence and the techno something and whatever yes it is if you want uh things to go your way and you don't agree with that right which i'm not right. saying that i agree with that but i'm saying if you don't care either way if you look at from the higher self it's like yeah shit is happening on on earth and <laughs> let's let's just look at the at the seams and what's happening right <laughs> right yeah i mean there's and there's so many threads and and yeah you the rational mind thing getting lost in that it's almost like i'm sure you've heard the term default mode network right it's another way a fancy way of saying basically like the reduced survival mode consciousness of everyday life as opposed to the psychedelic landscape or the meditative landscape whatever you want to call the other side of that heightened awareness and it it kind of feels like that same duality where we lost or we were reduced like the rational mind did what it does it put everything in boxes including itself you know it's it's crazy and to think that maybe that is that makes sense that the unhinged free roaming conscious stream of free thought of, you know, experiencing reality raw, I guess you could say, or at least the image of reality raw instead of through these reductions is probably what animal life is. And if there is a flow and we, you and I are kind of talking about the fractal nature of everything. And you look at animals, they never go outside of what they're supposed to be doing right? It's kind of rigorous and it's boring, right? We get to be creative and, you know, right on walls and whatever, but they literally just eat shit, sleep, mate, repeat, and they go, they just survive. And we look at it that way. It's just survival, right? And then, I don't know, I've been kind of looking at the whole archaic revival idea and it's like, man, people are not ready to go back to the archaic way of living because it's basically like our version of animalistic living. You know, the, the oldest heathen pagan cultures, the proto Germanic people, or even before that, you know, it's like, we're talking, we're talking about this kind of consciousness where they're like literally surviving and going with the flow of everything. And I think there's the, all that beauty that we, have taken for granted and we long for now and we're kind of getting back in a lot of our spiritual uh, understanding of things now. What we're kind of longing for is that old way of the, you know, there is no creativity or individuation. I don't think it's, it's more like just understanding how things flow. And once you do, there's no 
worry to do anything else. And that's kind of, you know, Alan Wattsy right there, right? He's very much the person that says, you know, there's nowhere to go. (laughs) There's nowhere to go and there's nowhere else to be. There's no, there's no one else to be. It's all happening right now. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a big matzo ball. Something, something you said in there uh, clicked. Let me, let me kind of fetch it. Um, about about our how how we uh, the thing about just surviving and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what did I want to say about that? It was something interesting, <laughs> I think. Um, well, I, I'll tell you what I what I something that came also. Um, sure. On 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 a recent uh, mushroom experience, yeah. I was so uh, <laughs> my cat came in, in in I like I opened the door in, in of the house and the cat came in, and I was sitting with the with the door to my left, and she came in through the door, through my left side, and I had this. I don't know how to explain it because in words it's just ridiculous, but it was this like overwhelming sense, like, oh wow, the feminine is coming in. Oh, that's cool. So intense. Like, like I was, and this is something, okay, well, this this might be another big rabbit hole. I don't know how you are on time. Don't have much time, but we can always do a part two, brother. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So I Okay, I'm gonna finish this story. So, something that 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 I felt is like, oh wow, that opening of the door was symbolic of something that I opened within me uh, with the aid of the of the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Something that I opened within me that allowed the feminine, the mysterious. It was dark, so it was also night. The night and the the animal nature, the subconscious, the the feminine to come in. So I did. And a kind of ritual and intentionally it was just opening the door, something we do every day, you know, and letting yeah. the cat in. It happens every day. But that particular day, it was like, oh, wow, look at what, what just happened. And this reminds me of how in this in this paradoxical thing of the, the, the two different persons, that the two different lives we're living mm-hmm. and, and that, that third uh, element in that kind of equation that is the world, right? The world, we also, we tend to, again, uh, push it away and say, oh, the the thing is over there and it has nothing to do with me. But what I've also come to understand, and and I'm still processing that, is that everything that's that's in our perception is a reflection of, of our inside. So the outside is the inside in a, in a way that is like almost literal and yeah. or more than literal symbolic, you know? And yeah, I like, like that you said that's more than literal. I like, that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like, you know, for example, those basic things. Okay. So uh, clean up your room. Why? Because for <laughs> some reason, the way your room is, is a reflection of how your, your inner state is of your mind. If you are, if you live in a, in a, in a, dirty or or um crowded place it kind of reflects that your mind is that way and what does that even mean you know it's it's like the 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 kind of line that i 
draw uh, between the thing, the two ideas is that everything. So, for example, this, and I'm not going to use the microphone because it's like for for talking to you today. But let's <laughs> say you have a, a glass on the table, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like, or or the okay, the the general disorder in in a person's room. It's like every every circle that you open in your mind. So a thought, a worry, a problem, a this, a that, a, a, an attachment, an aversion, a happiness, a, a rejection, a sadness. We kind of project it onto the world in a symbolic way, like psychically create, it sounds so, but it always has to, has to, meld or or work within the 3d bounds so okay yeah you manifest the thing that you are projecting your 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 neurosis onto mm -hmm. uh, but the way you manifest it is you go to a store and you buy it and you bring it to your house right, right. Unle unless you are extremely advanced in this and you can but at the same time if you are so advanced you probably won't manifest a a, a disorganized house right but it's right, like yeah. everything that is in, in place in your house is like something that's in your mind that for some reason you don't want to think about it. So you send it to the subconscious. And when you send it to the subconscious, you send it to the world. It's like the yes. world is your subconscious. And one idea, one final idea. Imagine you go into outer space and you travel all the way, all the way. I have this idea that at the end of space is... It's the inside of, of your head, let's say. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you would reach like a, a black hole, you would come out the other side through, uh, in, in, through your eyes again. It's like a, a loop or even through somebody else's eyes. And that's like parallel lives and whatever. Mm. And I don't know why. <laughs> I could go forever I with, with stuff like this. Yeah. I dig that. No, it reminded me uh, kind of of a, uh, I guess, an experience or thought, whatever, that I had mm -hmm. on psychedelics, which was that this, uh, like, the, the our idea of karma, our human way of understanding karma, I mean, it's really just like, re, like action and reaction in a way, um, that we may be able to put together a conscious reason why we have mm. chosen to come here, but it's almost as if as soon as you go to that bright light, you're coming out the same mom you just did or something like that. And it's a loop, like a literal loop. And like, I had a really interesting feeling on psychedelics and I've gone back I've gone back there. Like it's a place. Um, and every time I go back there, it, it I have this same feeling where and I've come out of this feeling like a friggin' warrior into the scene because of this, that there's something very, very specific and special about the way our eyes see the world that we create out there. And if this is us and our, you know, th this is me, right? The world is my subconscious then every image and every piece of it is me. Then it's, oh man, this is so hard to put into words, of course, but it's like, it felt like um, in a way, I guess the worst way to put it is like that we would live the same life over and over again, but that's not, that's just a perception. It's more like we, I, whatever you want to call that, 
perceives the world the same way every time, mm. maybe just from a different point of view, perhaps. I don't know. I don't know. Another random thought, you know, that's an, an but interesting it did, way it did remind it. me of that. That mm. black hole thing really did remind me of that, like the looping idea. Because yeah. I, I remember feeling like, OK, there's no time. So at one point I felt very ancient. I felt like an yeah. ancient giant that had lived eons and eons. Then at another point where everything was like sped up and it felt like the lives were going over and over and over and over again <laughs> and everything was deja vu, wow. no matter what I did or said to a friend or saw on the television, everything had this utterly overwhelming, overpowering deja vu feeling. And yeah, I don't know what to make of it, especially with uh, so many people having so many like i want to try to believe most anecdotal experiencers perce perceptions about things i have a hard time with yeah i was from atlantis let me tell you all about it you know what i mean that i do have a hard time with that but maybe that's just because of this experience i had i don't know what is your take on the whole like loop thing if it were to come to our you know i don't know <laughs> no that's just chemical imbalances in your brain andy we're going to send the ambulance to your home right now. <laughs> okay, I figured. I was waiting. <laughs> you know, I had a, a big, um, a, a kind of a challenge with the idea of, you know, when people are saying, oh, and I, I want to say something about astrology. So I, oh, cool. But before I'm going to say this thing. So when people say, like, oh, yeah, I am from, like you say, for example, Atlantis, or I am from the Pleiades, I am from Arturian, Arturus. Right. But when, when that clicked for me, you know, in part, thanks to, to my connection to the Akashic Records, when that clicked for me was when I kind of relaxed the, the definition of I and stopped projecting my own definition onto others and started looking and saying, okay, what does this person even mean when they say, I am from the Pleiades? So, okay, mm. probably they are not referencing their body and they are referencing another part of themselves with which they maybe identify more or, or, or are identifying more at the moment or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, and then you start looking into all of this alternate history research. And there is the ideas of uh, galactic wars and planets colliding into each other and, and different species coming here or going over there and whatever. And you, you're like, oh, right, okay, so maybe a soul that perhaps incarnated physically, or maybe it didn't need that, but perhaps a, a physical incarnation on another star system, then incarnated here on earth today. And it's this person is the, the, the vehicle that is carrying that soul who has remembered a little bit about that journey, you know? Yeah. And they are saying, I, get down. I am from Cygnus and somebody, from the outside might say, okay, yeah, send the, the straight jacket for this guy because he's crazy, <laughs> you know? But and at, the, at the start, I never would say they're crazy, but I would say like, they're like misguided or, or shallow in the way they're thinking. But now I kind of understand what, they, what that might be about, you know? And I have my yeah. own beliefs about perhaps the journey of my own soul, which of course mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, but through different kind of, other side contacts i've had uh certain validations for myself so okay and at the same time it's like what does that serve my my current life right because that's the only thing that i really have like we were saying before. right 
And plus, if it's co-creation, I mean, you know, I always reference a Harry Potter quote at the very end. I don't know, have you seen all the Harry Potter movies or read any of the books or anything by you, chance? You can, you can say it. I, I know about it. I haven't watched all okay, of it because enough. I'm not that into the, the but I, I, I know. That's fine. I, I soak up these kind of stories and movies because I know they're yeah. just dripping in allegory. Yeah. I, yeah. I love more so, uh, Lord of the Rings. It's more my stuff. Oh, I am all, yeah. oh man, that'll be a whole nother topic for us someday, man. <laughs> Um, but in Harry Potter near the end, they're in this very mm. in-between place, uh, Harry and Dumbledore, who's already dead. So he, you know, they're in between existence and it's the scene where Voldemort is defeated. And it seems like his little ego is just shrunken and curled up into the fetal position under a bench, just withering away, feeling sorry for itself. Um, and that's all that's left of him or something. And Harry, asked Dumbledore is this all is this real or is it all in my head and Dumbledore says well of course it's all in your head Harry but whatever gave you the idea that that makes it not real and it stuck with me because this was post psychedelics when I read these books and I'm just like oh damn it that's the greatest line ever because it's it just resonates so hard where you know a lot of people run wild with the manifestation stuff and they don't really get what you were saying where you're literally manifesting how you're perceiving yourself and the world and everything. Um, we can run wild with it, but at the same time, it is essentially true. And that like, even though it's all in our heads or we could, maybe you don't know exactly for sure that your soul traveled to wherever you think it went, but because you're using your imagination, mm -hmm. I guess in a way, like this is a whole nother topic, kind mm -hmm. of to get into really but like uh if you're familiar with a guy named neville goddard mm -hmm. he's a excellent person to look into for this stuff because he really believes that the human imagination is god and that might even be like a rudimentary way to put it but i think the essence of that is true right it's our access point to that pregnant void mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that pregnant with possibility place i guess yeah i think so I do want to get into the Akashic records with you, but we're probably, we'll probably have to save it for another episode <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I really love that topic. I love mm -hmm. how you have the very mystical side of it, which is very personal and it can be interpersonal, but very psychedelic in a way. Yeah. And then you have this, you know, Indiana Jones hunt for like a physical hall of records, like under the Sphinx and stuff. And I just find it lovely because it's just as above, so below, right? Things we're desperately reaching for things in the material world. Maybe they're real. Maybe we will make them real, like a grimoire or something because of how we feel about it, because it is real on a psychic level, right? Who knows? But I definitely yeah, want to get into that whole topic with you at some yeah, that, point that makes makes total sense you know the and and you know just to to round up the idea of the the world being our subconscious mind yeah okay so again you were going we were we were flying into outer space and suddenly you start finding uh you find mercury you find venus you find mars you find jupiter etc and that kind of helps give a kind of Uh, explanation for astrology why would it work well because jupiter is a reflection of your of an aspect of your mind uh, mm -hmm. mars is a reflection of another aspect of your mind which is placed over there out there and at the same time it's it's 
for you, when you were born, it was at a particular place. So it was kind of manifested or extruded or, you know, this, this other side of you that was over there and is over there now in connection with all the other things. So if, if everything outside of you is a projection of your mind, Mm-hmm. And, and the further you go you're going deeper into your subconscious mind it's it makes sense that your personality would be represented by the things that are uh, so so massive out there okay according to, to science there's planets in the in the in the sky but <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other thing if whatever the heck is going on up there <laughs> yeah dude i no, and i told i love what where you took this man with the because really i was just thinking how like how many different traditions considered like jupiter the father or saturn this or that these archetypes go from the minuscule to the the massive you know uh the smallest thing in our in our universe to the biggest and it really is a perfect representation of mine because the further out you get the less you know the deeper into your mind you get the you know the more mm-hmm. mystery there is so i think this is a great place to 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 hold up and stop for now uh this is a really great time i'm so glad that you reached out man i'm glad that i resonated with you on whatever you saw from uh from woo wednesday shout out to andreas and all the homies there so please rafa tell my audience where they can find you and your work yeah sure um if you want to talk, reach out. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Atman Rafa. Um, it's just Atman, the, like Batman without the B. And then my, <laughs> my name, Rafa, Atman Rafa on Instagram. Then um, YouTube. Oh, I can, I can share. I have actually prepared because I'm such a good boy. I have. Ooh. Can you see my screen? absolutely yeah so okay stick so times here's my channel my channel is just on youtube rafa martinelli and you can find i started uh creating some guided meditation actually just one for now guided meditation uh but i also started putting out some some of my my music my um it's like ambient and and that kind of uh, psychedelic uh kind of meditation and relaxation and, and tripping kind of music and then yeah and tons I've, of great interviews too. i've got a, a bunch so here's our friend Lindsay. we, we have yeah. a few shout out to Lindsay from rogueways with her uh, and michael cremo which you also uh, talked about you mentioned on on, on email yeah yes excellent guest he was one of my first like i was just in awe that i could talk to him yeah <laughs> wow he's so he's great. so such an awesome guy he's so so down to earth so cool such a pleasant sweet yeah, we, man we've got so so many here yeah, yeah. um and uh yeah and i've got some playlists uh let me see if this loads yeah uh divided into well here well no it's awesome. just showing yeah. it's just showing my my personal playlists um but I, i've divided oh no here yeah i divided them into like themes and by guests and oh and you mentioned oh, the law great. of one earlier i don't know if you know about yeah. The particular, uh, the the law of one material, the raw channelings. Uh, no, I don't. Oh. I, don't I don't think so. I'm, should... I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, you should get into this guy, Jim McCarthy. You you if if you're okay. interested, you find the the playlist that I have with with his name, or I think maybe it's called the law of one. Uh, you're gonna love this information. Excellent. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a few other links. Absolutely. So yeah, this is my my YouTube. 
And over here for my for my people, we have the Deep Share podcast. Tell us a little bit about you, your show and where the people can yeah, find you. Yeah. Yeah, yes, please go to the Deep Share podcast on YouTube. That's kind of my main my main area. Other than obviously I'm on all the different podcast platforms and everything. Uh, but you can find me on YouTube and Odyssey to get the full video experience and all that. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as the Deep Share ranting and stirring up things and kicking hornets nests so <laughs> come follow mm -hmm. me over there and uh yeah that's yeah. about it really but um rafa this has been really great man yeah uh, i love talking to you about this kind of stuff and i want to get into a bunch of other topics with you for sure yes yeah i find it really cool we are more or less on the same number you're on 90 and i think i'm on close to that 81 over here that's awesome there's a few on the on the when did you when did you start when did you start putting out content uh, i think it was this is season three right now i'm calling it i think it's been three years then wow awesome mm -hmm. i think i'm coming up on like two and a half getting towards three really soon yeah around yeah, that that's time that's awesome yes. man and and, I... and this is what i love the most where like there's suddenly a good reason to just sit down with someone you've never met before and, mm -hmm. and find out you can like make some magic happen you know this is alchemy in my opinion yeah for sure you know, let me see perspectives coming into a new one this one came out july 14th so i think i started recording on on february or march of of 2020 excellent so 23 cool, today man. yeah yeah, so you can really imagine good. folks there's plenty to, plenty to check out on his no, channel no. too and please check out andy's stuff <laughs> we need to to plug each other this is so weird this part when <laughs> yeah we, we did really the... well we did really well with the plugging <laughs> awesome well I, I like that you that you enjoyed it um let me see is there anything else we're missing let me stop the share so we can say goodbye um yeah man well i, I really had a great time uh yeah and oh, i'm boy. extremely happy also that you resonated when i when i wrote because that's that's also so beautiful and important you know to to connect like again like mckenna was saying you know to uh find the others you know connect with the others find the others yes yeah, and and be be uh be bold you know and if you, there's somebody you're interested in talking to or connecting and and you're afraid of reaching out the worst thing that can happen is they just don't reply to your email you know but yeah man i've never don't lose the opportunity person yeah don't yeah. lose the opportunity to reach out to somebody that you think might help you live a more harmonious life you know that bottom line that we were we were talking about um you know that's that's yeah. a, the whole reason we're here is to is to try to to enjoy this life and have a great time so yeah. my favorite thing in the whole world that i've experienced over the past couple of years is having like someone that listens to my show reach out mm. and it gets more frequent and i start to connect with them and they're showing me all kinds of crazy stuff and just like everybody does, they, we, you know, I'll say to them, you should have a show, man. You should mm. do your own thing. And I just love it. I haven't talked about it in a while, but it's just the listener becoming the participant mm. and it's just happening more and more and more. And I think there's, uh, you know, naysayers out there like, oh, what, what? everybody's got their own shows. Nobody's yeah. listening to anybody. No way. We're listening to We're trying to take in as much as we can. We're listening yeah. to as many of each other mm -hmm. as we can, you know? Yeah. And it's so, a bunch of us. I've actually had uh listeners suggest guests you know and and ha i have the, those guests on and it's amazing conversations I, again very 
very uh, resonant. And I just remembered, I also started, so for those who prefer to listen on Spotify, the show is on Spotify too. I was looking to to get the link before we started and I, I just couldn't find it, but I'm sure if you search for it or I I'll put it in the, it. yeah, we can put it in the notes. Absolutely. And the, the other thing I would like to to plug is I also have a Patreon. So if you guys are interested in in donating or or being uh, helping out with the, the creation of, of the show and of, of my art, my music, etc. Uh, give it a, give it a check, check it out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I hope you, you also had a, a wonderful time. Uh, I don't know if maybe you want to plug, you have a Patreon as well. You want to remember people remind. People. I technically do, but to be honest, I think my three patrons are just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a charity <laughs> that, you know, are just in support of my stuff. Cause I haven't put out much on, on Patreon for a long time. Mm -hmm. I just have so much going on all over yeah. the place in my personal life and everything doing the show is, is, a responsibility on its yeah. own, yeah, yeah. but I do want to put out more content. I do have a plan to release certain things on that side. So if you want to go check it out, I do have a, a good solid amount of content on there to check out at least. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just the deep share. Podcast yeah. It's, or... it's not easy, you know, to, to put out more content. Sometimes you need help and to, to get that help, mm -hmm. you need money because <laughs> who's going to work for free. And in, in that way, you know, Patreon is, is, is an amazing service for us. Yeah, I, I don't have many Patreons either. But you know what I, what I realized? Again, this changing of perspective, I was looking at, oh, man, I want to get X amount of Patreons and I have this number. And it's like, oh, I, I'm failing. I'm not reaching my goal. Oh. And then <laughs> I realized, because I also don't, uh, for a while, I started putting out a, a second hour exclusively on Patreon. But then yeah. I realized they don't have like almost any views. It's like a waste. Yeah. So I started sharing them on the show. That's why some numbers are um, mixed up on, on the on the YouTube. But what I realized is this exclusive stuff that I'm sharing here has very little views, which means actually they had zero views. I'm going to be honest. They had zero <laughs> views, but which means that the few amazing people that are on patreon they're actually there because they appreciate my content enough to just make a regular donation you know and that absolutely warmed my heart so much because i was looking at myself as a failure because of the perspective i had taken and then i looked it at the at the thing from another perspective and realized oh wow this this is like such a such a beautiful gesture from people you know to yeah. be you know, sharing some of their money just because they they like the content that I put out or the perspective that I share here, and so that made me connect with the with the appreciation actually rather than the the feeling of of failure and and lack mentality, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. So I had to be convinced to start a Patreon. <laughs> My <laughs> wife just kind of was like trying to. She was framing it, and she felt like I wasn't. Uh, I was like lacking confidence or something mm -hmm. because I was saying like. What, you know, why, why do I need to put myself behind a paywall, blah, 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 blah. So like I had to be convinced to go on there in the first place, you know? So when I did get a, uh, the three that I have, I am <laughs> so thankful that they're there and I appreciate them and I want to put out more content and the plan is, is there. It's just yeah. the execution is another thing, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's a bit back to that. Like the no views thing too. Like only a couple people, 
got to see this incredible conversation between me and so-and-so that I put on that, you know, all these different episodes and yeah, there's something to that where it's just a balancing act, you know, but I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate everybody listening and I appreciate those patrons, man. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do this again soon for sure, man. Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's stay in touch. Thank you everybody for being there. Um, well, I don't know. There's nothing else to say. Thank you. Have a great adios. Week. Good great night. Week. We're sending you <laughs> lots of love and adios. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places, and remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. <laughs> you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? I mean... <laughs> <laughs>